Back in the 80s, The Equaliser was one of the coolest shows on TV. Edward Woodward. It was, it was a surprising balance as well because I don't recall there being much... Like, it merged a lot of things. It merged vigilantism. It merged that with people that had been involved in the Secret Service and, you know, these spy agencies. The guy was a spy in the past. And and police procedural, it, it sort of included that into it. And obviously, Edward Woodward was supremely cool as a role uh, in The Equaliser. Very similar, I think, a little bit to... Um, I've, I've just started watching Better Call Saul. Um, season two, I'm so far behind the ball, and it's brilliant. It's I might do a review of it at the end because I'm going to watch seasons two, three, and four is just starting this weekend. And I love the first series. It's, it's a spin-off of Breaking Bad, but it's a very main main character in both Breaking Bad and in uh, Better Call Saul, which is is almost the equalizer of gruff old man that. Seemingly has power over everybody and everything, and it never gets flustered. Um, but anyway, it was a great show, an iconic show, and uh, they they really screwed up rebooting it. Um, Antoine Foucault is a is a very up and down director. Training Day remains my probably my favourite film of that kind of film. You know, the LA cop film that involves gangs and that involves you know. The big, big blue widescreen feel of driving around LA, and and, and the fact that they've, um, you know, it's, it's a mix between the police and these these uh, the, the uh, Hispanic gangs and the African American gangs and corrupt police and all of that. It was, a, it, I thought, it was a, a masterpiece of for that kind of movie because they, I love that kind of movie, but they always screw them up. Um, and since then, he's had a really up and down path through cinema. Shooter with um, Mark Wahlberg, um, it was passable, but pretty limp. Brooklyn's Finest could have been another training day. It had an insane cast, really good. People like Ethan Hawke and Don Cheadle in it, and Wesley Snipes was in it. It was so much greatness to it, just not a great film. It really flopped, and um, it was very messy. It didn't hold together at all. It's like 10 different people wrote it. Uh, Olympus Has Fallen was a bit of a guilty pleasure, one of the two White House films. And uh, then he came back uh, with The Magnificent Seven last year. But in between those, he made The Equalizer with Denzel Washington, who would, on the surface of it, seem like the 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 most appropriate person to play that role, unless you were going to get Idris Elba in it. Um, he, it was... It was it was an almost passable film, but it had some really sort of big faults with it. Um, for a start, it it couldn't decide whether it wanted to completely ignore the premise of the Equalizer. Basically, the premise of the Equalizer was he would roam the streets at night. Uh, he was a superhero. He would find you know uh, someone that owned a Korean laundry, and the local mafia were pressuring them for money, or someone whose ex was a violent sociopath and chasing them. Or corrupt police were hounding people for money, and and he would he would get involved, and he would fix their big problem in their lives. He was never involved, sort of like in violently killing people. He'd he'd get them to seek justice. This was like eight o'clock in the evening on mainstream TV, so it was nothing nothing that sort of sinister or violent or or contentious about the subject matter in it. It was sort of it was like a hard man's version of murder. She wrote. 
I love a bit in a Better Call Saul I watched last night and and they were talking about what's the one thing that will unite all of these people in the old people's home and he was like we need to put the advert on at quarter past three in the afternoon because <laughs> it's 15 minutes into murder she wrote and every one of them sits around the tv so yeah it was that kind of thing the first movie never touched on that it really didn't there wasn't a lot. There was a prostitute at the start who got disfigured and he kind of got involved in her life, but it came across way more like Death Wish. There was like one story arc and and it quickly became about his battle with the gangsters rather than so much about her and it all got lost. Um, so it, it, it never broke free of the apron strings of the premise but it didn't engage with it at all. It's, it, it kind of just became like a, a cross between Death Wish and a cross between every other spy movie where, you know, there's one protagonist that's being chased by everyone else and blah, 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 blah. Um, but I didn't dislike it. Denzel was perfect in the role. Um, they didn't give him anything to do. Um, it was a bit of a fail for me, but it's was, it was, it was nearly a guilty pleasure. Uh, so they've come back with Equalizer 2, and it's obvious that they were looking at franchise building. And if they were, they should have made a much bigger stab of establishing the character and the equaliser traits in the first film. It's almost like this itself is a reboot because there's not a lot left over from the first film that has any impact on this film. Uh, Denzel is um, living his uh, life um, you know, in the margins of society, in a in an apartment building in a rough area like the Bronx or somewhere like that, keeping himself very low key. This time they do actually show him getting involved in people's lives who are being, you know, oppressed by outsiders. And I think some corrupt cops showed up at the end of the first film. In a, it, it, but those moments were like they were shoehorned in. I think there's a little bit more uh, lip service paid towards the the original franchise. Uh, and he has sort of more of a relationship with the neighbourhoods and stuff like that in this film. Um, the very, very big similarities and, and in this film with the setup of uh, the skyscraper one is that um, he was in the military doing these special ops and blah, blah, blah. And again, it's his ex-compadres that end up showing up as the villains. I'm not really caring if I'm spoiling this movie. Every single element of it, I telegraphed the second it appeared on the screen. I love... Um, who? What's his name? Pedro Pascal. I absolutely love as an actor. He was he's been brilliant in all three seasons of Narcos um, as one of the the sort of like the local cop. He was he was the he was underused in the first, but he's been the the lead character in the, in the like, Narcos 2 and 3. Uh, they started off about Pablo Escobar and then the, uh, was it the Cali Cartel? And the next one that's coming out this year is about the, um, I think the Sinaloa Cartel. It is moving from Colombia to Mexico. He's been brilliant in that and I really like him in this as well. But as soon as he appears as a cop who used to be in the army with uh, Denzel, you know exactly who the villain is. It's just no, like every single step of the story is so rote and so predictable, um, which is a problem um, because there was no, there was no element of surprise to anything that had happened in this film. Um, I can't really remember 
Oh, so basically it, it mixes Taken in a little bit with it. So there's Melissa Leo's character, who's um, his ex-contact, well, his, his current contact in the special services. So he sort of goes to her and her husband when... When he needs, you know, he's got some information, he wants someone looked up on, he'll go to them with the information, blah, blah, blah. And they're still friends, but to the outside world, he's essentially off the grid. She ends up getting murdered, quite violently, actually, in Paris. Um, and he eventually finds out who's responsible for that. He's, she's his best friend. He's grieving. He really knows her husband well. And he seeks out to find out who's done this. So, again, it's a death wish revenge fantasy rather than an equaliser one where he's looking out for people and again they do shield in some moments there's a moment where um, a local kid who's being recruited to join a gang uh, and he manages to stop that in a fairly ludicrous sequence to be honest you do ask yourself as i did in the original why why aren't people standing up to this guy just a little bit more i know he's very very good he, he sets his watch and he, he identifies all of the tr people in the room. But there are times when he goes up against people that don't know who he is. And they still back down immediately. And you think, what? Why didn't you at least try and test the waters here? He's an old guy. Um, so it is another fail. And it's another fail in virtually the same way as the original. Um, they could have done a much better job on the story. There are some saving graces to this film. Um, again, the pacing is terrible. Uh, it was in the first film. It goes up and down, in and out of focus, focuses on some parts of one stage and then leaps over to another one. Sometimes it's too boringly slow. Um, but the things that I did like about it, the, the main people in it are good. And that is a big thing because um, Denzel's great in the role. As always, he does it. He sleepwalks through it. It's not really going to test him, is it? Uh, Pedro Pascal makes an agreeable villain, even though he's the hero villain uh, that you don't don't know that he is. Um, Melissa Leo's great as well as a, as a friend that gets murdered. Um, so it's got good people in the roles. And I thought the main thing that really s kind of pushed this movie over the line for me, the last half an hour, the denouement, which is normally a thing that is... I always criticise in movies as a massive letdown. Um, that was done in... A, they, it's in the small town on the coast that he used to live in with his wife, who's long deceased. And they go out to this town, and on the way, a hurricane starts blowing in, and it's sort of separated from the mainland by this long bridge, and the seas are raging across the bridge. And that whole final denouement, which you know is going to be a shootout with the villains versus the good guys... Is all done in in like hurricane conditions and visibility is terrible and debris flying everywhere and that looks fantastic and that whole sequence is really really good. Um, I don't remember what happened at the end of the first film, but that was by far the strongest part of the movie and the most original part of the movie. I thought it was done really really well. Um, so that just limps it over the line for me. Uh, Equalizer two, I'm going to give a six and a half out of ten. Not great again. Um, I would say a little bit better than the original, which I'd have probably now give a five and a half out of ten. So six and a half out of ten for Equalizer Two. Well, what, I've got a few tracks to get through, so what should I what should I play?